This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. Incredible Roy Orbison right there and Sweet Dream Baby. Play that at the top of the podcast today because it was this day in 1988 that we lost the amazing Roy Orbison at the much too young age of 52. Died on this day in 1988. He um, had an incredible career, had a voice that probably nobody else could emulate. Uh, There was a lot of people who said he had a very operatic voice. Had a lot of nicknames, most notably the Big O, but they called him. I was very fortunate in 1986 uh, to see Roy Orbison live, and I was close enough to the stage that when he came off, I got to reach up and shake his hand. And I will never forget uh, the guy walking off, dark glasses, uh, and uh, the black suit. And I thought, that is just about the coolest guy ever. And he really was. Amazing songs. Oh, Pretty Woman, of course. Uh, Made a little bit of a comeback. Um, An album that was released after his death in 1989 included uh, this song, You Got It, written by Jeff Lynne and uh, Tom Petty. Of course, Roy Orbison was a member of the Traveling Wilburys. He was known as Lefty Wilbury. That super group with Bob Dylan, George Harrison, and the aforementioned Jeff Lynne. And uh, Tom Petty, along with Rory Orbison. What a great band that uh, Traveling Wilburys was. That was fantastic. Amazing. He was born in Vernon, Texas. And unless they have done something since the last time I was in Vernon, which was probably 15 years ago. But at that time, there was nothing that even made mention of the fact that Roy Orbison was born there. But uh, Roy Orbison from Vernon, Texas, again, uh, died in uh, Hendersonville, right outside of Nashville. He had done a show in Ohio on the 4th of December of uh, 88, a couple of days before he died. Came back from Ohio, got back to his home in Hendersonville, didn't feel very good, had laid down. He uh, had to fly to London to uh, shoot another video for the Traveling Wilbury. So he was taking a rest. He was uh, hanging out with his bus driver, and he and his bus driver used to fly model planes. That was one of their big things. He was uh, flying model planes with his bus driver. He went in the house, he laid down, and he died of a heart attack. Again, uh, at the age of 52 on this day in uh, 1988. He's buried in uh, Adam Hollywood, cemetery out there in Hollywood where all of the celebrities are, are buried. But uh, he is buried in an unmarked grave. If you ever want to go see Roy Orbison's uh, grave, uh, you will not find it. And so uh, there it is, Roy Orbison dying on the state in uh, 1988. Something very ironic about it all. One of Roy Orbison's great influences was the amazing blues artist Lead Belly. Give me a little uh, scratchy vinyl, dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, amazingly, 
This is the day we also lost Lead Belly. Lead Belly and Roy Orbison dying on the same day. There is so much irony in music, it's amazing. Uh, Lead Belly, born the name Huddy William Ledbetter, wrote so many amazing songs, including that one right there. Midnight Special, Goodnight Irene, Cotton Fields, uh, Black Betty. Amazing. Uh, that guy had an amazing life. Uh, also dying very young. He was jailed several times for fights and knife-related incidents. The man loved to wield a knife. And he was once jailed for shooting a man dead during an argument over a woman. Isn't that uh, how it often happens? But amazing that uh, the great Lead Belly, who, uh, again, was uh, one of the great influences of Roy Orbison, they both died on the same day, on this day, on uh, December 6th. Lead Belly dying in uh, 1949. All right, and with all of that <laughs> sadness, we welcome you to another edition of a Minor Detail Podcast. It is December 6th, 2021. Uh, let's whip through some news here today. Well, new uh, travel restrictions went into effect today. Today, travelers heading to the U.S. will be required to show evidence of a negative test for the virus. You have to have had that test one day before you board your flight used to be three days, but now it's one day. So one day before you board your flight to the U.S., you uh, better get uh, a test. And that is for uh, all countries. Uh, President Biden also extending the federal rule requiring passengers on planes, trains, and buses. almost said automobiles. Thought of the great John Candy there. Uh, planes, trains, and buses, you'll have to continue to wear face masks through March 18th. That was scheduled to be expiring in mid-January, but now that will go until the 18th of March. Biden administration's moves comes after the White House announced a ban on travel to the U.S. by foreign nationals who have been to South Africa or seven other African countries within the previous 14 days. So anytime you're coming into the U.S. now, you have to have that negative test just uh, within one day of the fact of the time that you get on a plane. So Keep that in mind. Let's see what else is going on. Well, in Colorado, a sheriff's office has apologized for posting an insensitive image of Santa Claus getting a concealed handgun permit. Why is it insensitive? Well, they posted it just days after the Michigan school shooting. They left four dead. In El Paso County, Colorado, the sheriff's office, which is based in Colorado Springs, tweeted an image Friday of a man who appeared to be Santa with white hair a white beard and red overalls at the sheriff's office with the caption, guess who came in to receive his concealed handgun permit today? Caption included the statistic that the sheriff's office had issued nearly 50,000 concealed handgun permits and another 2,560 are waiting to be issued. It's all about timing, folks. All about timing. Message didn't sit well with the public, especially in the wake of the Oxford high school shooting. Speaking of that shooting, uh, you probably have heard by now, the parents, they went on the lam. These are the parents of the shooter, accused shooter, Ethan Crumbly. They went on the lam. They were caught not far before they got to Canada. They were trying to make a break for it to the Canadian border. Got caught in a warehouse there. Police there say they're really not showing a whole lot of remorse while they're in prison. They're taking it, uh, they're taking it pretty, uh, pretty casually which is very, very, uh, very, very sad. A uh, realtor 
who took a private jet to the Capitol riot, says she plans to practice yoga, detox from alcohol, and lose 30 pounds while she's in prison. That's right. She's going to prison. She flew in a private jet to Washington before the riot. She's getting ready to go to prison. Her name is Jenna Ryan. She said in a TikTok video last night that she planned to practice yoga and lose weight in prison. She's from Texas. Realtor said that if she loses weight, it'll be worth going to prison. Well, I don't know about that. I want to lose a few pounds, but I have no desire to be in prison. Uh, She pled guilty. Jenna Ryan pled guilty to a single federal misdemeanor charge of parading on Capitol grounds. She was given a $1,500 fine, sentenced to 60 days in a Texas prison. Documents indicated she was due to go to prison sometime after January 3rd. And, of course, uh, almost uh, a year after the original uh, insurrection, as they like to call it. By the way, if you um, go online, you can find a video of people over the last year, news people trying to say insurrection and uh, mistakenly saying erection. If you want to go look up the video, it's out there, and it is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, It made me feel glad that I was out of radio uh, when that happened, because sometime during this last year of me being in radio, I think I probably would have made the same mistake. Well, if you live in Hawaii, the Hawaiian Islands could face catastrophic flooding this week from a storm system moving over. In an update last night, the Weather Service said a Kona low, that's a type of seasonal cyclone in the Hawaiian Islands, would linger just off the west of Kauai for a slow westward drift until about Wednesday. It warned the storm could bring widespread heavy rainfall capable of producing catastrophic flooding. Now, I checked right before we recorded today. We have not had one person listen to the podcast in Hawaii. It's one of five states where nobody has listened to the podcast. So, Maybe today's the first day, and if it is, there's your warning. Could be something going on there. Well, some new stats are out, and this is interesting. People living in counties that voted for Donald Trump have been almost three times as likely to die from COVID than those living in counties that Joe Biden won. Somebody has way too much time on their hands doing these kind of stats. Oh, here it is, NPR. Yes, they do have way too much time on their hands collecting all that government money, our tax dollars. A new NPR analysis revealed that since May of this year, people living in counties that voted for Trump have been almost three times as likely to die from COVID-19 than those living in counties that Joe Biden won. They published their findings yesterday after examining the number of deaths per 100,000 people across nearly 3,000 U.S. counties since May of 2021. So again, the folks at NPR have way, way too much time on their hands. And uh, we end the podcast today with some really sad news. I don't know if you've heard this, but it's just bummed me out. Medina Spirit. Remember, this is the cult that won the Kentucky Derby and then came under scrutiny because of a positive drug test. Well, Medina Spirit has collapsed and died after a workout today at uh, Santa Anita in Southern California. Trainer Bob Bafford said in a statement that the horse suffered a heart attack Colt had just completed five furlongs in its second workout since finishing second in the Breeders' Cup Classic a month ago at Del Mar. Uh, Baffert said, My entire barn is devastated by this news. Medina Spirit was a great champion, a member of our family who was loved by all, and we're deeply mourning his loss. And I'm mourning too. That is just awful. I hate to pass that kind of news along, but 
That's why I do this show. All right, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will see you tomorrow for a Minor Detail Podcast. Jess, tell everybody where they can find us. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments, email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.